This edition of My Thoughts Monday is brought to you by Valve Performance, the team behind the Nordboard, Forstex, the Groin Bar, and Human Track. Guys, the most important ability for all of our athletes is availability, and that's the absolute goal of Valve Performance, is to provide solutions to performance professionals so that we can get the right information to make the right decision at the right time for the betterment of the athletes that we get to work with. To do this, guys, they have a wide range of validated products that focus on usability, and having been founded by the School of Exercise and Nutrition Sciences at the Queensland University of Technology, they're extremely evidence-based and they're beyond transparent. I can tell you that our time using the Nordboard and being involved with Forstex, we have been introduced to so many amazing people that have truly helped us become better coaches, have a better understanding, not just of the technology, but also what we're doing with our athletes. So make sure you hop over to ValPerformance.com today to make sure you check out what they got. It's going to make you better and to do better by your athletes. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some awesome practitioners who are always trying to evolve and continue to grow professionally throughout their career. The problem with many of us, though, is finding a new outlet, a new way and a new perspective on the questions that we may have whether it be programming, whether it be situational with dealing with coaches, or whether it be career advice. Because all too often what happens is we get stuck in with the same group of friends and the same group of colleagues that we reach out to for advice repeatedly over and over again. But what we should really be looking for is different perspectives, different people who have been through different situations who can help us make better decisions both for ourselves and our athletes. And one awesome place to start with that is the forums in the Strength Coach Network. In the forums in the Strength Coach Network, You'll be able to reach out and get feedback, input, and advice from coaches from all over the world, from everything, from career advice to training modalities to programming. There's people there just for the same reason as you are, to try to get better, to learn, to share information, and to grow the field of strength and conditioning. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash C-V-A-S-P-S, and get your first month for half price. I look forward to communicating with you in the forums in the Strength Coach Network. Hey, what's happening, everybody? Jay DeMeo coming at you with this week's edition of My Thoughts Monday. And over the next few weeks, I kind of want to revisit uh, some of the talks from the 2019 edition of the seminar. It was a great event. The presenters freaking knocked it out of the park. Um, but there are a couple take-home messages that I want to talk about a little bit because I think there were some really, really powerful ones and some that I think might have been minorly overlooked um, by some people. And the first one, and the first presentation that I'd like to talk about, and the first take-home message I'd like to talk about was from Dr. Charlie Weingroff. Um, Charlie's presentation was absolutely sensational, but being one of the more polarizing people, Charlie also has a lot of people that he has mentored and taught and have really brought up and brought along through the ranks. Um, Charlie's helped me a ton. And I think that what Charlie talked about in the first 10 minutes of his talk was absolutely priceless. And I think that it kind of got lost a little bit with some people in attendance. Charlie walks in and he talks about how I can tell you exactly what I do, but basically people don't care. They don't want to hear it because they don't do it and he's right and here's where the problem lies 
is Charlie has a few Mount Everest-sized big rocks. And he knows, or he has seen, maybe knows is the wrong word, but he has seen that utilizing these certain things leads to better results in the preparation process. When he uses certain words or calls these things by what they are, people turn him off. That's where the problem is. And I think that that is the message that people missed. Is that all too often, what we do is we don't look for what else is going on. We say we do. We say all the time, oh, trying to find better ways. Oh, trying to find this. Oh, trying to find another way to do it. But in reality, and it's just human nature, and we're not exempt from that in this strength and conditioning world. Coaches are just looking to have what they do be supported. They're looking for someone to say, yeah, basically what you're doing is rad and it's the best and you're the best and you're awesome and you're doing great. You're doing exactly what you should do and everybody else is wrong. So then when they hear someone who's as strong in their opinions and as strong in what they've seen and is confident in what they're doing as a guy like Charlie, they have a hard time listening to it because he's going to tell you flat out, you need to do X and Y initially because if you're not, these are the problems. And then people would listen and they wouldn't do that. And he's like, well, but if you don't do that, that I can't help you because I don't know where the rest of it should go. Because again, people just want that bias to support what they're doing. So kind of like what C. Hayes did a couple weeks ago, I'd like for everybody to kind of try to do better with that. I know that, you know, I mean, at this point we're approaching, this week I'm gonna record like show number 205 we do record them in advance when there's quiet time and less than 10% of those have been like repeat people that have been on the show right Moyer's been on a few times Doc Mann Hank Dr. Morris Tommy uh, I'm sure there's a couple other people that have been on more than once but you know mo- most people on the podcast excluding my thoughts Monday um, have an exclusive show, right? It's their one, they do it one time. And I try to bring people on from all sorts of different thoughts and realms of thinking and coaching and areas of expertise. But I think that we need to be better at trying to find people that do things a different way, right? Because if we're actually saying that we're open-minded and we're actually... Ooh, And we're actually saying that we're willing to do whatever is best for the athlete. And we actually mean those things. Then confirmation bias should be the last thing that we're looking for. Right? Anthony Donskoff said it best when he was talking about how he looks at his programming, right? That it's a... It's a hypothesis 
that you're always trying to find what parts of it are wrong. You're always trying to prove parts of it wrong so that you can fix those parts and be better. And we all say that that's what we're doing, right? Now, again, I'm not sitting here saying that like every year you gotta blow up your laptop and start from scratch and, and not have anything that stays. Like, of course, like the things that are working in your situation, keep with. If it ain't broke, right? But if there's better ways to do things, if there's better ways to progress things, if there are better progressions or regressions, if there's better ways to identify training load or readiness or physiological capabilities or biomotor capabilities or ways that kids should be trained because they may or may not be able to perform specific movements because of whatever reason, Shouldn't we be turning over all of those stones to make sure that we're doing best by our athletes? Because that's what we say we do. But do we? Do we? Do we have this problem with sports medicine? Because at the end of the day, we aren't as willing to listen. And we aren't as willing to take a step back and look at things from their perspective because we want confirmation bias. We don't want constructive criticism. Is that what it is? I don't know. But I think that when Charlie got up on that stage and was talking about how, I can tell you exactly what I do, but you're not gonna care and you're not gonna do it. Because I've done that and you haven't. I think that that hit the nail on the head. And that made me think even more. Like, what am I doing when I'm talking with these people? How much am I just hearing and how much am I actually listening? And then with how much you're actually listening, how much are you willing to retain to look at versus your programming? Now, I'm not saying that like everything someone tells you that's different than what you're doing you need to throw in there and rip everything else out. Hopefully at some point, you know, you grow a BS filter like Charlie has. Because he's got one of the biggest BS filters, one of the best BS filters in the world of high performance. And you're able to look and say, you know, I get what that person's saying. That doesn't fit here because of this. And we can do this instead let me talk with that person and see how this would interact in that situation like this. For example, what if that person is talking about something that you budgetarily can't handle, right? Like your staff does not have the equipment budget to get a certain thing. Well, what's another way we can do that? You know, I understand that not everyone is running around with a blank check. So what are different ways that you could look at things? For example, if you're a small Division three school or a smaller Division one school and you don't have the budget to be able to have two Omega Wave coach licenses, what else can you do? How can you measure readiness? Maybe you talk with people like that and say, hey, listen, I agree, that is the best way. We know that's the best way to get physiological readiness 
to understand how trainable the athletes are that day and to dictate where we're going. But unfortunately for me, I can't do that. Let's find another way to do that. That's totally different than sitting there and being like, oh, he's talking about that again, and just going and turning it off. Or, hey, how do you evaluate physically what your athletes are capable of doing in training? Because the minute someone says functional movement screen, two-thirds of the people on this planet just went, eh, turned it off. Oh, FMS, it doesn't predict injury. FMS, it doesn't do this. FMS, it doesn't do that. Well, I'm not going to talk about the whole FMS community, but I can tell you for as long as I've known Charlie, he's never said any of that. He's always talked about how it's just an evaluation to make sure that your athletes can perform these general movements before you start loading them. That's it. It just makes sense. And he was right when he said it. We had an hour-long, 35-40 minute conversation on one of the episodes of the podcast, and that is how I ended it. You can argue all you want. Charlie's usually right, and in that conversation, he was right. So again, let's try to find people that'll do a little bit less confirmation bias and a little bit more constructive criticism. Let's find better ways to move ourselves forward. Let's find better ways to be better, and let's find better ways to challenge ourselves. Because at the end of the day, if you're going to ask somebody, what do they do, how do they do it, and you want to get better and learn from them, If you just tune them out because it's different, you wasted everybody's time. And you're wasting the time of your athletes the most because you wasted your time to not get better and not spend with them. So, As always, y'all, appreciate everything you do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We'll be back next week with another My Thoughts Monday. I will see you then.